Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson, with me as always, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston, the one who will not debate anyone. I would do it sometime if it were something I really, really cared about. Don't even reply to emails. I reply sometimes to emails. I'm trying to take all the hate that I receive. Yeah. And spin it spin, back on spin you. Spin team. Yeah. What's going on right That's now? Exactly. What is I'm it doing. working? I don't know. Amanda still does want to debate about the vaccine mandates from private companies. With I guess you. with me. Okay. I guess I could do that. I just I don't know how I could feel in a fill an entire debate time frame of that because I've just got the one. I've just got the one idea on it. And well, by we're we're going to be talking about expand on that idea. We're going to be talking about the rule coming out for employers here in a second. We're going to be talking about some new uh, vaccine stats that are out. We will be covering the craziness from Ibram X Kendi and the deleted tweet. But of course, nothing is ever truly deleted, and why it was deleted, and a couple other things as well. So it's going to be a very interesting and diverse show because we're not just going to be talking about COVIDs. We're going to uh-huh. be talking about how everything is racist. And here at Good Morning Liberty, diversity matters. It does. You and, you matter. And we're covering a little bit of the Kyle Rittenhouse thing right now. So mm. Charlie gets some more hate today. That's you right. Know? I, I've strategically and trying to make sure that you do get covered on the hate today. That's good. That's so, good because the live group loves me. Which, by the way, you can find out by going to goodmorningliberty.locals.com. Not sure if uh, they're actually paying us. We're Nate's trying to figure out the back end. <laughs> they've got on a, that. They've got a weird system because they it's, do the yeah. coins, or you can use Stripe, and the payout's not exactly transparent. We might have a Wix situation going on right now. <laughs> no, we don't. I know that we will figure it out somehow. But yeah. we we may or may not have received money from locals yet. I I have no idea. It's yeah. Well, it's not in the it's not in the account. <laughs> it's. It's not. You did you look? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's there. Dave, it's somewhere. Need, Dave, pay us our money. Well, you know they just sold out, I know. so now it's just in the cloud somewhere. It's getting lost. Yeah. Dang so, it. So now, do we talk to Rumble customer service or do we talk to locals? I don't know who it is that we. No talk. idea. Anyway, you should go give locals your money so you can hang out with us at GoodMorningLiberty.locals.com. Use that glossy. <laughs> and the live group is so mad about their name color changing. I don't know I just, why everyone's so upset about that. I don't either. It's not a racist thing. Right? <laughs> I could change them again real quick. It's if the, you all don't like the blue, does everyone want something other than blue? We can change that. Someone pick a color. Any color. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. Um, we Charlie, if you want to go ahead and get us started with the first story here about the upcoming... This is a we might be wrong thing because we said that they weren't actually going to institute the vaccine mandates for the corporations, that it was all just Fugazi, but it sounds like they they might be doing it. Mm. Mm. By the way, you're going to have to sift through all the colors that the live group's going to give you because they'll yeah. choose all of them. Yeah. All right. From CNN, emergency vaccine rule for large employers will be issued in the coming days. Mm. The Federal Register will publish within days the Labor Department's rule requiring private businesses with 100 or more employees to vaccinate them or test them weekly, fulfilling an announcement President Joe Biden made in September. 
Quote, covered employers must develop, implement, and enforce a mandatory COVID-19 vaccination policy unless they adopt a policy requiring employees to choose either to get vaccinated or to undergo regular COVID-19 testing and wear a face covering at work. The ETS also requires employers to provide paid time to workers to get vaccinated and paid sick leave to recover from any side effects. The new requirements could apply to as many as 100 million Americans, which is close to two-thirds of the American workforce. The announcement amounted to Biden's strongest push yet to require vaccines for much of the country. The new emergency temporary standard will require large employers to give their workers paid time off to get vaccinated. If businesses don't comply, the government will take enforcement actions, which could include substantial fines of up to nearly $14,000 per violation. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of money. 14,000 times 100. This is how they're going to pay for that new bill. You do the math. Exactly. (laughs) More than 191 million people or 58% of the total U.S. population are fully vaccinated. The U.S. uh, FDA on Friday issued emergency use authorization for Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine for kids ages 5 to 11, which could pave the way for millions more Americans getting vaccinated pending CDC approval. So what I mean, what's actually going on here? Um, Why? Let's start with the question of why would the government have the power to do this to begin with? Uh, Because we have been complacent and allowed several unconstitutional government agencies through the guise of safety to take effect, to take control over the entire economy. And both parties have been guilty of being just fine Mm -hmm. with trading liberty for safety over a long period of time. And now the, the date that libertarians have been warning about, which is the time that you won't agree with the thing that that agency is doing, even though you traded safety, uh, liberty for safety earlier on, and now they're going to use that power that you gave them against you. And this is always the problem. This, yeah. Because now to have a business, you have to have a license, right? And so you have to register everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is the actual problem with being on a list is now they can track you and how many employees you have and whether or not you're doing what you're, what you're supposed to be doing. And then they can just arbitrarily find you as they decide what is required of you and your workers, which is uh, absolutely insane. That's how we've gotten, that's how we've uh, made it to this problem. Now, look, you can call me a sellout if you want. Um, I did get vaccinated. I still think that you should get vaccinated. I think it is, I think Ugh. it is uh, statist safer for you to get vaccinated. What Don't I listen disagree to him, everyone. with <laughs> what I disagree with is government mandates. I think you should voluntarily make that decision. Uh, so far I'm still here. We have no idea what uh what it actually is going to do. But in the history of vaccines, vaccines are pretty safe. Um it looks like we're going to have to get a booster for those that are vaccinated. Uh because the you know, the, Which is the what, immunity is not lasting very long. What Jeff just said was define fully vaccinated because that's obviously going to change. If you haven't had the booster, you're going to Well, be, they even said not to laminate your cards. And there's more <laughs> spots got, on there. They got to change it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it really, you know, obviously, because if you look at the data, this obviously all comes down to money. It, that's what it is. I mean, they're forcing people to get a vaccine for a disease that's not that deadly. Tell that to yeah. all those people. You see, Charlie, he just doesn't care about people who've died. I know. That's what I just heard. You just don't care about death. I do care. 
Yeah, you do. Um, so interesting sidebar here. The the whole conversation that is reverberating throughout the libertarian community. Should a business be allowed to require vaccination of their employees? Yes. I also think yes. Now, I will say our, our friend, Mark Clare, is he really our friend? We have to pay him just to talk to him. I don't know. Mark, you let us know. I think, I think we're cool. He said the other day that, um, now I can't, I can't phrase it properly, but essentially making fun of the argument that as long as it's private businesses doing the requirements, that that's okay. And he was making fun of that argument. I'm not going to try and paraphrase him because I can't remember exactly what he said. And, and so some, some people in the libertarian sphere are saying that it's not okay, even if it is a private business that's doing it, because they are uh, being incentivized by the government to do this. And so that's the same thing as a mandate. And when we get down to that road, I'll just tell you honestly where I'm at on that. To me, that principle says, well, since the state has taken control of the economy and you literally can't operate without being controlled by the state in some way, then you lose your rights. And so that actually makes the argument that the state has done a great job taking away people's rights because all they had to do was grab hold over the economy and even the libertarians believe that you've lost your rights simply because the state has taken control of the economy and now you don't have any more rights after that so to me that's not a great argument and i'm willing to be uh, told why i'm wrong on that although i will probably not accept it but i will uh, i will listen to whatever the objections are to that i think that as long as there's no coercion from the government then it is okay for a business to require Whatever it is, you don't have to go there because if you're going to say, well, the incentives that makes you part of the problem, well, then don't take any money from any corporations because all of your wages are incentivized by the state. They're controlled with what they're going to pay you. There's taxes coming out of your check, all that. Then really all of us are status just for working somewhere. And so you're complacent in all the things that the government is doing to control the entire economy simply by working every day. That's really what it is. So just don't work anymore. Yeah. Because if you work, then you're complying with all the rules. Don't accept health insurance. Yeah, don't because they also are Control. incentivized mm -hmm. by the government, and so don't don't do that. No health insurance. Don't eat any food. They're completely incentivized by the government. Don't do that. And so I realize eventually, I guess you got to draw the line somewhere. But I can't accept the argument that because the state took over that system that we would even say that those people no longer have any rights because then you're just, I mean, that's a perfect recipe for them taking control. Oh, well, even once I take control, even the people who believe in people having personal property rights won't even fight for those people's property rights anymore. Yeah. I, I can't go down that road. And look, I get it. I get that, you know, people are staunch about not taking the vaccine and Hey, kudos to them. Don't take it. Don't work for a company that mandates it. Find another job, create your own job, create your own company where you're a company that's never going to give in to this mandate. That's good for you. That's great. But that's your business. That's yours to make those decisions. You know, people's business is an extension of personal property rights. We've gone over this a million times and there's no way, there's no level of fractionation. Like I was arguing with my wife the other night about DUIs and she was like, well, how do you stop people from drinking and driving? Like, well, it's a very simple principle. 
If you like look, if you go all the way down the line, there's a simple principle of no victim, no crime. Now, I disagree heavily with drinking and driving. Okay. I do too now. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a good idea. But at the same time, all you're doing is creating um, interactions where we're trying to turn the police into a crime prevention. And, and I that, do not believe that it's the. That completely excludes the presumption of innocence. Because now you're trying to create an entire entity that's trying to prevent crime, which is impossible, by the way. DUIs have been a thing for a long time, and there are people that get seven of them. Mm -hmm. Okay? Like, and then after you lose your license, you probably just still keep driving. Yeah. You know? That's I mean, exactly. I know a lot of people have driven without a license. Yep. Your car will still operate. It does. And you, you can know? still get from point A to point yeah. B as long I don't, as you don't get pulled over. I don't think it's the job of the government to prevent crimes from happening by the way other than deterring by when there are victims to a crime there is a proper punishment for justice for that mm -hmm. and that would be the only deterrent but uh, creating a crime prevention arm is very dangerous i mean we should be watching all people at all times to make sure that no one's ever going to prevent the crime well, and that's my argument okay how far do you take it that's and that same argument applies here look we have to we have to approach each issue, which is what we do here. We have to approach each issue with from an from a principled standpoint. The air conditioning just kicked on. It feels so good. Do you feel feels, that? Oh, it feels oh, man. great. I yeah. love it. I don't even need a vaccine anymore. Can we clear don't lose your thought. Can we clarify none of this is in support of the businesses that will be requiring vaccines now because that the government the, is forcing them to right. Yeah. And it's a totally different nuanced conversation. Completely separate. Yeah. But but so Again, just to state it plainly, we disagree with government mandates, okay? Disagree with government bailouts. I disagree with almost everything the government I mean, does. Disagree almost entirely with government. But if a private business wanted to make a private decision, or hell, a publicly traded company, doesn't have to be a private company. They're still they, privately you know, owned and right. operated, and you don't have to listen to yeah. what any Joe Schmo that has so, a... So share says, so if, if they want to make a decision to mandate anything, they can mandate flu vaccines or COVID vaccines or blue hair. It doesn't matter. It's their business, right? It's just like their house. I cannot. If I, if I go over to your house, Joe, are you going to require me to wear pants? Which Joe are you talking about? Joe Bizzle? Yeah. Joe Bizzle. If I yeah. come over to your house, are you going to require me to wear pants? That that argument wouldn't work though because uh, Joe said pro slavery as long as it's a private company. Well, slavery <laughs> would entail them physically taking someone and enslaving them. This is almost a Colin Kaepernick style argument right here. Mm -hmm. It's a bad argument. The slavery you physically took someone and enslaved them and forced them to do something. Not a single threat business, of violence. Not a single business in Nashville has came to my house and taken me in the night and forced me to go work at their company. I'm still working every day and I'm and I'm unvaccinated. None of them have shown up and forced me to do this. None of the other businesses have forced you to work there. Now, this obviously makes it very difficult. That's why we're against this mandate. Very much against the mandate. Because they are forcing the private property owners to do something or not be able to stay in business. So there is an element of force right there when you can't operate in the entire realm of America without forcing people to do this. So that that is different. There is an element of force right there, but when you have other options, 
when it's one private business doing it and one private business is not, then you're not, you're not being forced to work there. It's just not a, not a great, and not a great look, comparison. I'll come out and say it. You're allowing your emotions to cloud your principles. All <laughs> right. That's exactly what's happening. Amanda left because she was she was like, oh, my God, they're destroying my argument right now. I have to go. <laughs> anyway, we got a lot of stuff to get onto. We're going to continue with the vaccine thing. But, but I, I don't like this mandate or any of the other mandates. And I think it's a very unconstitutional. I don't think it will hold up in the courts. And maybe, I'm maybe <laughs> I mean, who knows? Who knows these days what the court's going to do? And by the way, that's not the arbiter of truth or anything. Mm-hmm. That's just the court issuing the opinion on something. So anyway, uh, from Mr. No, hey, let me finish this real quick. So Joe says you're both pro abortion because it can be done in a private business. No, (laughs) it's not the same thing that because the pro for, for me, because I'm pro life for me, I see a fetus as a human being. Okay. And so your rights end where another person's begin. Okay. If I come over to your house and you require me to wear pants. You can't just kill me because I show up with no pants. Like you can't aggress against me because I show up with no pants because you invited me. But you can ask me to leave and you can. And if I refuse to leave, then I'm trespassing. So then you can use some force to get me off your property. But just because I show up because you invited me and I show up and I, and I didn't wear pants and you wanted me to wear pants because it's your house, your rules. And I, then you can't just kill me on the spot because I was invited. Mm-hmm. Now, once you tell me to leave and I don't leave, then you can, then I'm trespassing and then you can move. So you have to take in individual rights into consideration <laughs> at the same time. It's, it's not just because, <laughs> Oh, I have a private business so I can just do whatever I want. Let me just murder children. It's my private business. Like <laughs> it's, it, you have to, you have to coincide individual rights along inside of the private property rights. Okay. Like I hire Nate for my business. Okay. At the same time, I can't require him to every day at noon, go down to the grocery store and rob it for the business. Okay. Would I get to keep any of the money? I'm requiring him to infringe on other people's rights. Yeah. Okay, that you can't you can't infringe on rights just because you have a private business. That's it. We're mixing these two up. Yeah, and we're mixing it into an abortion conversation now, which I believe abortion will never be solved. That's my unfortunate position on that. Politically, I believe abortion will never be solved. We're fifty or so years removed from like the case that was supposed to have solved it and we're still arguing and fighting about it this many years later and we'll always be arguing and fighting about it. And uh, But the, okay, he says your right to run your business ends at hurting my health. You don't you, have to work you don't there. Have to be there. No yeah. one's forcing you to be there. They're not required to give you a job and you're not forced to come work for them. I cannot I cannot figure out a way where I can go onto someone else's property and tell them what they can and can't do. If they if they don't want me there, then I then I don't have to be there. Like I I don't I'm not being forced to be there. They're not forcing me to be there. If I walk in there and I say, "Hey, I'm here at your business and I'm unvaccinated." They're like, "Well, we don't want you to be here." Where are my rights beginning where I can tell them that they can't tell me to leave their property? 
How is it that I gain the right to tell them what they can do with their property? Mm -hmm. Where does that right come from? Yeah. When they're not forcing me to be in the building, just someone tell me where I gained that right to control who they decide to let on their property. I don't, I don't understand when I get that, when I get that right. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. That's the thing. You don't get the right. Now, the argument works re remote or whatever. I mean, you're still working for the business and they're not forcing you to work for them. Listen, I don't agree with any of these mandates, but I can't, I can't set the rules that my employer has. We believe in the free market setting these rules, which is why we're against the mandates and the government's doing all this because it's obviously not a free market that's happening. We're against the mandates from the government. Yeah. And so we're, we're against the mandates from the government because that removes the free market aspect from the equation, but we're supposed to be people who believe that the free market will solve the problems and that the government isn't going to be the person that should solve those problems. So I can't come in here and say, well, if the, if the market, this one specific person isn't doing what I want them to do, then I need to be able to force them somehow. No, the market is supposed to take care of this in the, and the toughest times where we hate it more than anything, these are the times when people decide that we can't rely on a free market to solve problems. And this is how we've gotten to this situation because when things got tough, people said, well, we need to be able to force people who own property to do what we want them to do. And we took away the idea that if there's a market for it, that other places will pop up and that those people will actually do a better job in the market because if they're not employing people based on their abilities they're employing them based on their vaccination status, then some of the better workers are going to go work at the other business and then they're going to be able to do a better job than yeah. the other companies are. But when the government comes in and mandates this, then you've taken out that entire free market aspect, which is why and I'm against what the government's doing right now. You want to know a sad story, right? I, I think the, the saddest mandates have to be, if you want to get emotional about this, it has to be the nurses that are being fired for not being vaccinated because yeah. their companies are requiring vaccinations and they're deciding, you know what? I'm not going to get vaccinated. They're getting fired. That's really sad Yeah, because they were the ones that were asked to be on the front lines, taking care of patients in a pandemic where we had no idea what was going to happen, who was going to die, what was going on. All kinds of doctors and nurses died in Italy, and they were the ones who took the risk, who took care of your sick father and mother and everyone else well actually mainly grandmother and grand grandfathers okay they're the ones that took care of them put their lives and their families lives on the line when they didn't know what the actual outcome would be and so now they're getting fired because they're refusing to take the vaccination that's very sad and it's it's, it's very real dumb. and i morally disagree with it yeah I think the, that the, that these hospitals are stupid for letting go of their nurses, the ones who took a risk and took a chance, and I think they're real dumb for doing that. And what Trickle B what, just said, they worked all year, all last year unvaccinated. Yes, over they worked for over a year unvaccinated. I morally disagree with it. I think these hospitals are stupid for making that decision, and I think that the nurses and the doctors and healthcare workers are heroes. I think they should be commended for that, but that does not give me the right, as emotional as I am about it, to force someone else's business and tell them that they don't have a right to require something. That, yeah. It, you can separate those two. It's, it's, it's emotions and principles, okay? And you have to align yourself at the end of the day with the principle and the principle is that hospital is either a private company or private entity and they're allowed to set rules for what happens on their property now where we would disagree is whether or not the government is 
controlling them, which the government is pretty much controlling the entire healthcare market, and whether or not they've set out a lot of incentives in place, whether or not it is financial or not, because if you do business with Medicare or Medicaid, then you have to follow these certain rules. It might not mm-hmm. even be a private employer mandate. Just say, oh, well, it's for people who accept government money. Well, then the government comes in, takes over the entire industry, uh, almost, and then they decide that anyone who takes their money has to comply with, with all of those. And in that case, then it's it's not really a private mandate that's happening. But if the business itself is making that decision, I can't uh, I can't tell them that they're not allowed to do it. And I can't allow I can't allow the fact that the government is controlling a lot of these markets to change my perspective on the idea that a, that a private property owner should be able to do what they want because that that goes back to what I was just saying with uh, with what Mark said. Like uh, Joe said earlier, it's not a free market. You know, it's not a free market anywhere. We don't have a free market. And so are we deciding that since the government has taken control of the economy, that we don't believe in private property rights anymore? That we don't believe that anyone has any rights? You don't have any rights. You're not a free market person. Everything that you do, well, you go on government roads, you use your government health care with your government food, and your government cell phones and your government electricity, so you have no rights at all. On the government internet. You got no rights. You guys and are so, listening on the government internet right and now. So, and you're using the government, the Al Gore-created internet. So why are you complaining <laughs> about your rights? You're not a free person. Yeah. You're a government person. That's all you are is a government person. And so at the end of the day, the only thing that we have to solve is getting the government out of these markets. And then the other little symptoms of the problems will we'll start to fix themselves. But all of these are symptoms of the problem that we've allowed the government to come in and control everything and have their hand in everything. So fighting on the vaccine mandate front is re- ignoring the, the basis of the problem that maybe it's a good trigger to get people interested in pushing us back towards a free market in some things. I don't know that that'll happen. It's Tuesday. I can say I don't think that's going to happen. And tomorrow I'll say I do think it's going to happen eventually because <laughs> it'll be mm. white pill Wednesday, yeah. you know. Um, but it's, I, I just can't, I can't decide that since we've allowed them to control all these markets in, in one way or another, that none of us have any private rights anymore. I mean, literally, look at all the things that you use that are controlled by the government. Why are you arguing about your rights? You have no rights. Everything you're has just to pass a, through You're regulation. just a government person. Everything That's has all to pass you are. through regulation. And, so, I, and I, Joe, I try to make mention of all all the healthcare workers. You know, not, it, usually it is nurses that are talked about, but it is all of the healthcare workers, doctors, everyone, even even techs. You know, maybe they're, techs, you know? respiratory therapy. Yeah, it encompasses all healthcare workers. Um, they they are they are all heroes for doing what they did, um, and, and continue to do. Um, I, I don't disagree with that at all, but it tends to be what's interesting is almost all your doctors are vaccinated. So they're not the ones getting fired. <laughs> well, when we talk about nurses almost. because they're the, I mean, no offense to any nurses, but as far as how we talk about things, nurses are like the victims and in, in the lowest and the power hierarchy because they're, well, but also they're the ones you know, that are typically face to face. So when you go, when you go to a hospital, you spend most of your time with a nurse. Mm-hmm. All right. Or, or a nurse's aide. 
Like that's typically. I, say, the, I feel like you hardly hardly ever actually see a nurse. Like well, I don't know when I go to the doctor. Then yeah, I, and you see a, a <laughs> you see the doctor even a fewer amount of time. You see the other techs uh, even a fewer amount of time. And so it's typically the nurse and the nurse's aide that spends the majority of time with you uh, in your care. And so that's typically why when you think of healthcare, you think of nursing uh, because they're typically the face um, of healthcare. But yeah, it goes for all of them. But you have to be able to separate. You have to be able to separate the emotions because I'm trust me, I'm just as pissed as you guys. I think all these mandates are stupid. I think companies that do mandate them are stupid. I think that they shouldn't be doing it at all. I morally disagree. I think they're making a, a massive mistake. But at the same time, you have to be willing to stand up for principles, even if you inherently disagree with what they're doing. And I, and also if they're doing it based on some pseudoscience or bad data or cherry pick statistics, uh, this is a nice thing to throw into this conversation, which we're obviously not going to get to the other things in the, uh, the stack today. But just to add on to this conversation, because now we're talking about the vaccine mandates. Well, why would you mandate a vaccine? Um, is there ever a point where you should mandate a vaccine for people? I don't, I personally don't think that the government should ever be able to use any force. I'm sorry. I think if something is dangerous enough, people will choose to get it. Uh, I think that that's the case. Now we're going to smallpox and whatever other stuff. Okay, well, where's the number then? Is there a certain mortality rate where we decide that people lose their individual rights. What, what is that number? Is it, is it always going to be changing? Well, George Washington, man, I heard Alan, Alan Dershowitz, is that the, the lawyer? I believe he was one of OJ's lawyers, uh, was on Megyn Kelly's show yesterday. And um, he was talking about how you should mandate vaccines. And he brought in the George Washington mandated the smallpox vaccine. And it just bothered me that someone at his stature would even say that because there wasn't a smallpox vaccine. He actually <laughs> mandated smallpox natural immunity for all of his troops is what, yeah. he, is what he actually mandated. He mandated that they get uh, they rub themselves with scabs and skin cells and stuff like that. He mandated smallpox natural immunity. OK, so we can have that conversation. That's a uh, that's pretty annoying. But I, I'm just wondering what the number would be. I can't come up with a time where I decide an individual loses their rights. I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm ever going to be able to name what that number is. I, I don't know what it is. Anyway, from Brad Palumbo over at Fee, by the way, I mentioned this yesterday. I have no idea when I changed it, but my profile photo on discord is me, Charlie and Brad Palumbo from Fee. How about that? I don't know why. At Freedom Fest. At Freedom Fest. I, I don't know why I, I picked that photo the other feeling night. feeling freedom. I was feeling the freedom for that's sure. You, that's what it was. A stunning new study undercuts the case for vaccine mandates. With President Biden's federal vaccine mandate and local government employment mandates looming, the future of countless workers is up in the air, yet new research undercuts the stated justification for these mandates. So you would think if you're going to mandate a vaccine that it's going to stop the spread or it's going to make you safe from everyone else or something like that. And we've got a, unfortunately, we've got a vaccine that hardly does either one of those two things. It might slow the spread a little bit, um, and it, you know, makes you safer from getting the Some virus, adverse, I guess. Yeah, well, adverse effects, but not do get it, not to the point where if you get vaccinated, you just feel like you're safe to go everywhere, everywhere anymore. If that were the case, then anyone who decided to get vaccinated would quit their bitching about people who, who are unvaccinated. You know, that would be a pretty easy 
Argument then, big government politicians claim the vaccine mandates are necessary because unvaccinated individuals are a danger to not just themselves, but society. They argue that choosing to remain unvaccinated exacerbates the spread of the deadly virus. But according to a new study published in The Lancet, this doesn't appear to be true. Quote, this is from The Lancet. People inoculated against COVID-19 are just as likely to spread the Delta variant of the virus to contacts in their household as those who haven't had shots. According to new research, Bloomberg reports, in a year-long study of 621 people in the UK with mild COVID-19, scientists found that their peak viral lobe was similar regardless of vaccination status, according to a paper published Thursday in the Lancet Infectious Disease Medical Journal. Charlie's changing the font colors of the text that I'm trying to read just to mess with me right now. Quote, the analysis also found that 25% of vaccinated household contacts still contracted the disease from an index case, while 38% of those who hadn't had shots became infected. The results go some way toward explaining why the Delta variant is so infectious, even in nations with successful vaccine rollouts. The study does stress the vaccination has a clear personal health benefit, drastically reducing the chance of serious illness or death once infected with COVID-19. This is the one thing that I feel like we can't argue right now is that you have a much lower chance of dying from COVID right now if you are vaccinated and it's within like, you know, four or five months of you being vaccinated. I feel like that's, there are enough studies showing that, that we cannot argue that your chance of death is much lower. The annoying part is the people who have had their chance of death drastically reduced are still complaining that it's too dangerous for them to go everywhere. Even though, I think that's ridiculous. Even though it moved COVID down to like number 15 on their list of things to be worried about every day. You know, so from number 12. <laughs> so um, the, so the, what the study's showing is that the, the viral load is basically the same whether or not you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. Now, here's why you would probably still spread it to less people because you would be sick for a, for a lower amount of time if you were vaccinated. And so the amount of time that you could be out there spreading it to people would be a lot larger if you're unvaccinated versus if you're vaccinated. But this kind of hurts the case for just a society with the vaccinated people going around when they can still get infected with COVID and they can still spread it to other people. If you're five months out from the Pfizer vaccine, your efficacies might be down to 40, 50%. And the person who's vaccinated could be carrying the same viral load that people who are who are unvaccinated. So where's the argument that we have to force vaccination because it's too dangerous to allow unvaccinated people to be around vaccinated people. It's still going to spread. It's still going to spread among the vaccinated people. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just, that, that kind of hurts that the whole argument, which is why we are against the mandates in the first place. Mm-hmm. Not, well, that's not the only reason why we're against it because we believe everyone's got their individual Liberty, their individual freedom and that they should be able to make their own decisions. Amen. And if you want to take a vaccine that drastically reduces your risk of a severe COVID infection, uh, then take the vaccine. And then you've greatly reduced your risk. If you want to keep your hair. You moved it down. <laughs> <laughs> Yet again, if I, if I, if you would have told me that I would start losing so much hair after getting COVID, I would have got the vaccine. No problem. Yeah. Not a question. I would have <laughs> taken eight boosters <laughs> to make sure I didn't start losing my hair which I did talk to my doctor yesterday and he said, yep, that's COVID. So anyway, Oh, just one little simple vaccine could have cured. But that. they're saying it's going to come back, you know, 
they're saying it's going to, I believe, I believe. I believe too. Your hair so, still looks great. Thanks, man. Well, I started with a lot of hair. So for someone who lost hair, you still, it looks fantastic. It's bad enough that when I go around my wife, she goes to look at me and you can see on the, maybe you can see on the camera, but here's how she, here's how she looks at me, Charlie. She, her eyes go up. Yeah. Like I'm like, Hey babe, how's it going? She's like, it's good. You're like, my I'm eyes are down my, here. Staring at my hair. <laughs> Meet my eye line, Lacey. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Has she presented you with the divorce papers? Um, not yet. I try to keep my distance cause I don't want her to see me or anything. And yeah. I think she's, she's working up to it. Yeah. And she's just, every day I come home, she's like, Oh, Hey, I got you these new hair products. <laughs> you know, I'm like, uh, thanks. 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 You know, she's supposed to tell you what you want to hear, which is, can't even tell. Yeah, exactly. But she can't lie. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, hey, how's it look? She's like, you're you're going to be bald here in a few months. It's, that's it's, pretty, it's pretty it's bad. pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's end on this Ibram. Uh, let's get away from this freaking vaccine yeah, stuff. Yeah, let's switch gears Hey, here. I love everyone that's in the group, by the way. We, uh, we oh, a lot of too. us disagree on this and... Um, you tested whether or not Charlie has any blockages. It seems like he's okay. Um, no heart attacks or strokes today. So as he's far doing as okay. I can tell. Yeah. I just, uh, maybe I have I'll, that chip in my arm that I'm trying to figure out what's yeah, going a, on. It's a bit but, itching. Like it's starting to come to the surface yeah, of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. I'm just like trying to push it back in there. But <laughs> 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 oh, well, that's, that's it. That's it. All right, so let's talk about this Ibram situation. Oh yeah, uh, real quick before we have to end the show here, um, Nate, you want me to do it? Get the get him going. I got okay. So Ibram X Kendi, who is an author, I believe, of a book called How to Be an Anti-Racist, potentially, and uh, some a lot of other stuff. I don't like anything I see from there, but everyone's welcome to post out their own opinions. In it, Ibram X. Kendi inadvertently blows up entire life's work in a now-deleted tweet and then is claiming that the criticism is uh, violent. Okay, this, this is ridiculous. All right. Boston University professor Ibram X. Kendi, a prominent advocate of anti-racism, deleted a tweet on Friday after his critics pointed out that it may have inadvertently refuted his ideology. Kendi shared a news article of a recent survey that discovered more than one-third of white students lied or misrepresented their race on college applications. So what he was trying to do <laughs> was say, look how terrible these white people are. Mm -hmm. They are trying to take away spots for us, is essentially what he was trying to say. And he would probably mm -hmm. call me white supremacist for putting words in his mouth right now, but I'll just infer all of that. He deleted the tweet because what he realized was the reason the white people were trying to portray themselves as us is because us has systems in place where they could get into some of these positions based on what the color of their skin is and not on their actual records on anything. All right. Now that I ain't trying to say nothing racist or anything like that, man. I'm just saying that sometimes they will look for a certain percentage of people of all races and creeds to make sure that they got their quotas filled. All right. I've told the story several times when my wife first moved to Nashville, she was going to college. Uh, she was pretty broke. We were all selling plasma at that time. Charlie remembers probably selling plasma to get by. 
and she was selling plasma. So she tried to get some student, some financial aid. And literally the counselor told her that if she were black, she would be able to get the aid. But that since she was white and didn't have any kids, that she wasn't going to get approved. And so that there's a just a little bit right there. Anyhow, yeah, I did go into the southern accent while I was trying to white splain for everyone. Okay, so here's the tweet. Let's uh, let's show the tweet real quick that was promptly. I just, I mean, I find this so interesting. Deleted. I find this so interesting. More than a third of white students lied about their race on college applications. And about half of these applicants lied about being Native American. And they were all named Elizabeth Warren. More than three-fourths of these students who lied about their race were accepted. And so obviously... this Now is isn't same. that something? <laughs> isn't That's actually a pretty good point right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you just proved the point for us. That is why the tweet was promptly deleted. Mm. Okay. Kendi's deletion incited... An avalanche of mockery. Sharing the news article, Kendi's critics said he was undermining what he believes about white privilege and systemic racism in America. Hey, and uh, before this, though, it said half of those students who admitted to lying explained they did so to improve their chances of being awarded financial aid earmarked for minority students. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's one of the most important pieces there. So they did it because they know that they know the game's rigged. Yeah, it's rigged, and so. You know, if you if you look at it from Ibram's point of view, you're thinking there actually is a disadvantage in the system. There truly is. And what's happened here is white people have came in to take the money and the financial aid and the opportunities that have been earmarked for people of different colors. And and so that's where you're coming at it. But what it showed was they did that because if they just clicked that they were white, they felt like they didn't have as good of a chance at getting accepted, which is true, as if they clicked that they were of uh, some other whatever race or ethnicity, or I don't even remember what the difference is between those two things, race or ethnicity. As I said earlier, maybe before, I did click that I was Asian on something, but I've got way more ground to stand on than Elizabeth Warren does. Okay. I typically never answer. Yeah. I most of the time I'll put other because I object to the premise of exactly. the question. But this time, I really wanted to make sure I got the thing that I was trying to get. <laughs> and so I did put Asian. Yeah. Listen, is that a, is 12.5% enough to click that you're Asian? I think so. Well, then we're good. Yeah. Nothing bad happened here. Um, the really funny thing that took place after this was uh, Jack, uh, what's his last name? Can't remember. Pasobic. So uh, they were tweeting back and forth here. Very upset. Ibram X. Kendi accidentally admits minority applicants have a better chance of getting into college. Ibram said, they lie, they lie about what I said. Who are you calling they? About what I said to defend the line of white college applicants. And then here's an interesting one. Here is their tortured line of thinking. I'm quoting another Ibram tweet here. Here is their tortured line of thinking. When white applicants think they have an advantage by lying about being a person of color, then that means they do have an advantage. What he's saying is that it is wrong that because they think they would have an advantage that they do, they're wrong about that. But he's making fun of the fact that, well, since they feel that that's the case, then that means to them it is the case. That's kind of weird when your entire ideology is based off of that.
They imagine white people are disadvantaged while white people are on the higher end of nearly every racial disparity. They imagine black and native people have racial advantages at the same time black and native people are on the lowest end of nearly every racial disparity. Shaking my head. And so this keeps going for just a little bit here. All right. Now that's already funny right there. I, I like how, you know, I like how people pointed out the fact that he's proving their point, mm-hmm. not his own. I know. <laughs> this, it's, this is just, like you can't make this stuff up. It's so good. You are kind of destroying that ideology right there when you say that a white person would rather click that they are black when they are trying to get admitted into a college because they think that gives them a better chance. Even though the system is supposed to be yeah. systemically rigged against people of color. Yeah. It's... It's just it's just interesting, okay? So Jack Posobiec responded saying that he broke Kendi, and he broke Kendi. So what you say normally, the reason you would say this is someone starts freaking out online, saying a bunch of crazy stuff, and like, oh, I think they're broken. You know, it's like kind yeah. of a joke. Mm-hmm. But no, if you're even Max Kendi, you got to go a completely different direction with that. In response, Kendi said that. Pasovic's broke remark has a long history within racist structures. Of course it does. And then claim that criticism from white people is violent. Of course. <laughs> yep. Because when Jer- you're backed into a circle, <laughs> there's no way out. <laughs> that was good. I like that. Yeah. Jack couldn't deny his lies, so this is how he responded. And his broke reference has a long history within racist structures. White enslavers boasted of breaking black people. Kendi said the resistance never stopped then and it won't stop today. And white man is attacking a black person with lies, which are violent. The lies are violent. I just, the, it just bothers me when people only see things in, in colors. Like that's it. Again, everything. This is what we talked about in the pre-show, which is this is, this is Kendi's religion. It's a religion. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. is viewed through the lens of racism. Every single thing that he does is viewed through the lens of systemic racism and it has to exist. And therefore I will argue my point. Even when it, when I prove myself wrong, I will continue to argue my point. And when I, when I, when I run out of ammo, then I will say everything you're doing, I will gaslight you and say <laughs> everything that you're doing is violent and racist. Therefore I win. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. This is what it is folks. But I like that this is playing out on Twitter because that gives everybody the opportunity uh, to read this and figure out what's going on. Cause I feel that I think most people will figure out what's going on. And the fact that white kids are marking themselves as other than white so they can have a better chance says everything you need to know about what the system is about. Yeah. It's not systemically racist. And like I said, I'll, I'll say it and people can give me crap if they want to. That's fine. I took a PPP loan. All right. Because so I, I, because Ayn Rand said it's okay. Mm-hmm. So I took a PPP loan. And when I went to apply for loan forgiveness, it was the first time I ever clicked Asian on my loan forgiveness. Okay. Congratulations. And why did I, why did I do that? Why, when I was super worried about getting that loan forgiven, did I think that if I clicked white, I would have a lower chance of getting the loan forgiven than if I clicked Asian? Why is that? 
Now, am I statistically right about that? Is that the actual case? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, you know, do I officially know that based on all the numbers? No, it's probably the case. But, hey, if I feel I received, it, it's true, right? I received my forgiveness, like, within a, a day. Yeah. Like, they came back the next day. Well, um, Joe, mine, mine was pretty quick, too. I, I waited as long as possible to do mine because I don't like doing any type of official anything. You know what I use my PPP loan for? What's that? Well, my you know, salary that was obviously depleted. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. My salary that was depleted from and the I am pandemic. A- I am Asian. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's what I used mm-hmm. it for. And taxes. So. Yeah. You paid the taxes with it. No. No. I didn't. No, you paid your salary. Yes. Which had been depleted because of taxes. <laughs> <laughs> COVID, but. COVID. Yeah. You lost salary due to the COVID. Mm. And so you had to. That's what he did, everyone at the IRS. Yep. That's listening for sure. That it was, was what just, happened. It worked out beautifully. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's it really funny. Pretty close to the same number. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks. Whatever. I appreciate it. That's fine. So, all right, let's get out of here Yep. before the live group sets us on fire. That's right. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, if you enjoyed today's show like I did, then you should hit that follow button. On, on Apple Podcasts, it's a little plus sign now. Click that plus sign so you can follow us to get every single new episode straight to your phone when we want to, and which has been pretty much every day for five days a week for a while now. Yep. And if I'm not here, Nate carries the torch <laughs> yep in his white shirt <laughs> carries it on <laughs> luckily it's in, a tiki torch so it's in, not very heavy in my so absence easy to do so hit that subscriber follow <laughs> button share the show with a friend and a foe and the children and if you do all those things sign up on goodmorningliberty.locals.com and go to mastermytrades.com then we'll be back again tomorrow hope you have a good day and a good morning liberty